A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts threw all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello, Hello babies. babies. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. And here's Joey. Hi, guys. <laughs> I like how our Joey is just Ross from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making Peter watch Friends. How are you doing? He's like a mix of Ross and Joey. Yeah. Hi. 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 <laughs> Did you watch the reunion? I did. I have things to say. I made it. I made it like 20 minutes in and then I had to shut it down. The Friends reunion is an hour and 44 minutes long. which I so ca- long. I calculated is enough time to get you from Ross proposing to Emily to I take the Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Spoilers. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, it's really long and I watched it twice because I watched it once alone and then I watched it when I was with my at my sister's house and because um, she hadn't watched it yet. And the whole so like the second time through the whole time I would just like turn to her and make the scissor motion anytime I there was something <laughs> happening that I thought they should have cut. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun game. That's great. I was like snip snip snip. This could go. That'd be a great drinking the whole game. Fucking fashion show we didn't need. I, I never thought anything would ever make me say, I think this would be better without Malala in it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they had to get their money's worth. They paid each person $3 million to be in that reunion, and they were going to get all they could possibly get. Oh, my God. Yeah, and they didn't have any money left over for editing. <laughs> nope. I'm going to keep my comments positive. I thought Matt, Matt LeBlanc and Lisa Kudrow both looked great. They looked great. They looked re- very yeah. good. Yeah. I love Lisa Kudrow so much. She's so great. She's so funny. Um, And I thought, um, I just thought that um, the obvious choice for host was Aisha Tyler. And I don't know why they didn't go with Aisha Tyler. Yeah, that's a good point. She's a fucking talk show host. And she was on the show. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I didn't feel like. James maybe they asked and she said no. <laughs> maybe. Maybe she was like, fuck you. <laughs> I just felt like James Corden expressed no personal connection to the show. Yeah, he was just kind of he's just like I was like, why are you here? Good host guy. You didn't even interview any of them when the show was on. Yeah. James Corden is a good host, though, I will say. Yeah, I've been impressed with his work on on the um, car karaoke. On the carpool karaoke. Yes, carpool karaoke. Because he I think. Yeah, I think he's good at at hosting, filling the space. (laughs) I didn't I didn't like him in this. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I just personally felt like it was uh, we were there for a very specific reason. Yeah. You know, and that reason was not him. I think the best parts were when they were just talking to each other. Yeah. You know, and then his interview questions kept like overlapping with stuff they'd already talked about. Yeah. And it was like they should just have handed them a list of cards full of questions and had them ask ask each other. Yeah. It did seem like bullshit whenever they kind of suggested that they all, oh, we all keep in touch all the time. We talk all the time. It's like, no, you're nah. Yeah. Not all the time. Not all the time. Um, But yeah, I think I think Matt LeBlanc came off really good. And it also really makes you realize like, oh, yeah, you know, there's a probably a good reason why they decided to spin off Joey. Yeah. I think they liked working with him. And I think that's the reason why they also created episodes with him. Like, yeah. Doesn't he just seem like nice? Like, like just like a, yeah. Good, good vibes from that guy. Easy, easy vibes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that's true. But yeah, it seems like. Um, speaking of television, Tukin Birdie's out. Yes, that's right. Everyone Thank you. watch it. Um, yeah, it premiered on Adult Swim. Uh, it should, the third episode will be, when you're hearing this episode, should be coming out Sunday. Uh, it's airing. Every Sunday night on Adult Swim at 11.30 p.m. And if you have, you can probably watch on demand. Yes. If you have cable on demand. You could watch it on YouTube TV. You could get a free trial of that. That's one way to see it. Um, It unfortunately won't be streaming until 2022. It'll be on HBO Max then. And hopefully we'll figure out international, you know, airing at that point too. But I don't have a lot of control or information about that right now. So it's not basking. Um, But 
Yeah, uh, I was really excited about the premiere and Adult Swim made these huge inflatables and put them on a barge and pulled them around. That was so (laughs) cool. And how surreal was that for you? It was awesome. It was really fun. I went down to the beach and and (laughs) saw saw my babies. (laughs) I really liked it. Was there any sort of like public reaction of like, what is this? Yeah, people were definitely looking at them. And and then I like saw TikToks later of like people on boats in the East River looking at them and. That's awesome. Because we had them in New York, too. Um, yeah, it was fun. That's great. Congratulations. Good job. I haven't watched the first episode yet, but it's on the list. Yeah, it's on it's on YouTube, too, right now, the first episode. They might do the first couple on there. I'm not sure. Great. Yeah, um, I just I canceled my cable at the worst possible time. Yeah, I mean, I've always been asking Adam why we have cable. And, and he, now you know. And now I know. <laughs> he had it mostly to watch sports, um, but now I can watch this. He was just watching a concert footage of Huey Lewis in the news doing sports on yeah. tour, the album sports every night. <laughs> um, what else is going? You had surgery. I don't. Know I did. Yeah. I did have surgery. Yeah, we haven't recorded in a while. We, uh, yeah. we banked our last episode a little early because I was traveling and Lisa had surgery. Yeah, I had it almost three weeks ago. Um, it's nice. I I was really uh, surgery and hospitals are like one of my biggest phobias, and now I'm like not afraid. Really? Anymore, because it wasn't bad. The worst thing about it was that it got delayed by like six hours. So I was just sitting there like so fucking hungry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I hadn't, by the time I got out of surgery, I hadn't eaten in like 22 hours. Oh, my God. And, and, then- and it was the first day of my period. So I was so fucking hungry. Oh, my God. And like, I and were one of the allowed to eat? Well, after, yeah. But one of the nurses was like, oh, my God, you know, I'm so sorry, but we have so many snacks and drinks you can have after. Like, what do you want? And I was like, oh, my God, apple juice and Cheez-Its. I'm so excited. And then when I got out of surgery, I tried to drink the apple juice and eat it cheese it and it just I was coming out of anesthesia so of course it tasted terrible (laughs) I just like wanted to barf like so that sucked but um the anesthesia itself like wasn't bad wasn't scary I was totally out like they wheeled me into the room and I was just like wee because they'd given me something um (laughs) yeah and uh all I remember was like I was talking about my dog and I was like she's a cattle dog and then I just was out They didn't do the countdown or anything. Uh, And then I was like a little loopy on the way home. I don't remember anything. (laughs) Did Adam film you? Um, He didn't film me. He said like my parents came and so they were able to drive me. And he said something. I was I was like, oh, no sex allowed. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, hopefully I didn't say anything embarrassing. But. um, And then the worst thing actually was uh, then trying to poop like four days after surgery. That was like a really harrowing experience. Oh, God. (laughs) But also funny. That's such a thing. Like post-surgery pooping is so important. Yeah. You don't think it'll be bad. And it's so bad. You're just like, I. (laughs) There was a lot of prunes and coffee. And then, you know, that's all I'll say. Um, (laughs) Um. And they didn't quite find what they were looking for. I don't have endometriosis, which is probably a good thing because it's something that tends to grow back. Um, But they did pull out a big uh, benign fibroid tumor. So that'll help. Yeah, Um, I hope so. But it wasn't quite like the magic solution I was hoping for to all my problems. Yeah, they didn't find like a key inside of you that they could then pull out and be like, you are cured. Yeah, which at this point in my life, I should probably stop hoping for that. Like, yeah, that's, I think we still think about our health like, oh, I'll just fix this thing and then reboot and then I'll be good. And it's like, no, we're yeah. just deteriorating now. Like, oh, if I stop eating gluten, I'll wake up a new woman. And it's like, no, there's nothing like that. It's just these these minute little changes you make that make you feel 2% better. And and yeah. bit by bit, you figure out how to live Um which is, it's frustrating because I'm really impatient and lazy and I don't. <laughs> I was really hoping yeah. the surgeon would be like, oh, I asked him before we went in. I was like, so if you don't find anything, can you just pretend you find something? And he was so- like, okay, good deal. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I was hoping he'd be like, wow, you were a mess in there and we cleaned you all up and now yeah. you'll feel. <laughs> Tightened all the screws. Yeah. Everything's oiled you up. <laughs> and now you're 16 again. You're <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, that's not how. Things work all the time. Ugh, sorry. That's okay. But I'm glad that you're recovering well. Thanks. Yeah, I do feel relieved in a way. Um, so much has happened since the last time we recorded. I know, you traveled. I traveled. I took a plane for the first time since the pandemic. How did that feel? 
you know, it was interesting. Like it was um, not scary because I'm vaccinated. Yeah. But if I hadn't been, I was like, oh, my God, I would never do this because just everyone had their mask below their nose at the airport. It was so insane. And then it's not comfortable flying with a mask on. It just isn't like I'm a mask person all the way. But just just the honest truth is like I was wearing like a can 95 and I didn't like it. Yeah. And then there's so much just sort of like, you know, outdated theater around it. where yeah. like the flight attendant was like carrying a tray of like bags of Cheez-Its or whatever and like holding it out. And I had my headphones in, so I didn't hear him say like, do you want one of these? And so I just like reached for a bag and he like pulled the tray away and then grabbed one with a napkin and handed it oh to me. Oh my God. And it was like, <laughs> me eating this is so much dangerous, so much more dangerous than me touching it. Like, yeah. And we've already kind of ruled out like fomites being like a main source yeah. of transmission. Like it's just, yeah. Me taking my mask off to eat this on the plane is the real danger here. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Um, yeah. I don't want to wear a mask on a plane. I already feel like kind of suffocated on a plane. I don't want more. Yeah. I mean, uh, all said and done, it's sort of like, well, it's just like one more thing about flying that sucks. It doesn't feel like out of place in the experience because the experience is already uncomfortable. Yeah. But, um, Cause I just, I'm like, I already have like a bunch of stuff on my head while I'm flying that just makes me uncomfortable, but yeah, it was fine. And then it was, you know, it was nice to see my, my sister and my, uh, and her kids. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about it. I was really like happy to come home too. Cause it just like, I just was so unsure how it was going to go with the traveling and stuff. It just felt like I was so out of practice. Me too. I feel like I need to like, even going to the beach felt like, whoa, I'm going somewhere different like I've been doing the same things going the same places for so long um yeah I just I I think I'm gonna fly to Michigan in August um for my dad's birthday uh so I'm like oh I gotta practice going places (laughs) yeah I had like entered the wrong like uh TSA pre-check number online and Uh, stuff like that that I'm like I'm usually so good at this yeah um, but it was fine. And, uh, I'm you know, we, we watched the friends reunion again and <laughs> again, oh. <laughs> that was like the second time I watched it was when I was there. And then it yeah. is a good thing to watch with family. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, and Peter took a good care of my garden while I was gone. I left him like a long list of things he needed to water. And I came back and I like, it was so, it's so nice to leave and come back to your garden because, when you're like taking care of it every day, the change is so gradual. But when you come back after like even five days, I was like, whoa, look at all this stuff. <laughs> it's exploded. <laughs> it's exploding. And um, I was like, Peter, did you uh, develop like a sense of accomplishment, like w- watching them grow? And was that exciting for you? And he was like, I was just so worried I was going to kill one. Yeah, of <laughs> I could not enjoy it. <laughs> I had a similar experience. Uh, I didn't see Junie for a while after surgery because oh, I couldn't yeah. go to the barn. And then when I came back and saw her, she's kind of fat. <laughs> <laughs> so she's on a diet now. <laughs> oh, Alan's on a diet too. Really? Yeah. That's so cute. We had switched him to this like prescription dog food. And I, get, I think I like, I followed the instructions on the bag for how much to give him, even though it was more than the old food we were giving him. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, well, but then it's like, I forgot like, oh yeah, all dog food tells you to overfeed your dog because they yeah. want to sell more food. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And so he put on like four pounds and he's very small. <laughs> so that's a lot of weight. Um, I think Junie gained like 70 pounds or something, oh, but you man. know, she's a thousand pounds, yeah. so it's not that much, but, um, but then he like, he hurt like his ankle or something. And the vet was like, he's not allowed to like go on walks or do any exercise or jump or anything until he gets his weight down, which is a very Hollywood solution. Um, it's funny when an animal is overweight. Cause you just literally just give them slightly less kibble and that, <laughs> that's it. That's it pretty much. I mean, it's pretty simple, but I felt bad because like I took him to the vet the day before I left for my trip. And so 
And then that's when the vet said no more walks. And so in his mind, it's like I left and he stopped getting walks. <laughs> and so he was just plunged into hell. Yeah. And then when I came back, I'm sure he was like, oh, OK, now we're going to do walks again. And yeah. Then it just didn't happen. So Aww. but he's lost a pound. Oh, good. You know, in two or three weeks. So <laughs> only, you know, six more weeks to go. I don't know. Oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's so cute. Um. Uh, another big event that happened is um, the proprietor of the store, the Celtic Way, has passed away. Yes. Rest in peace. Um, um, we talked about that store several weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, we talked about how, based on the TripAdvisor reviews, she's a racist old witch. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and no one understands how that store is still open in Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. But- uh, I'm very curious about what will happen now to the store. And yeah, um, yeah I, it makes me sad to think that, like, there will never be more to the story. I know you'll never get to go in person yeah. and try it. Try to charm her. I, yeah, I wish I could have gone there. Yeah. And just been like, good day, Bonnie lass. I <laughs> am here from Scotland. Oh, for a wee visit. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're passing. Damn it. <laughs> I need to watch more Love Island. Um, I have an endorse horse. Baby geniuses oh. endorse. Doing Letting it now. Nature take its course. Endorphins pump from the source when they hop up on that horse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Endorse horse. Endorsing services and items, no remorse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Riding off into the sunset. Now here's something we endorse. The TV show Starstruck on HBO Max. Oh, what's that? Um, oh my gosh, it's so fun. Um, it is. I hope I'm not saying her name wrong. Rose Matafeo. Um, she's a New Zealand comedian. She created it and stars in it. Um. And this looks great. I uh, haven't even heard of this. It's a British show, even though she's from New Zealand. And it's like a rom-com about just sort of like a normal millennial kind of like hipster woman who like uh, has a one night stand with a movie star. And then it just the rest of the show is just sort of like their kind of uh, how things move forward from there. Kind of like a Notting Hill yeah, reversed. Yeah. Um, wow, I want to watch this. There's, I've been catching up on TV lately because there's just so it's so many things. But yeah, I have to warn you. I watched it all in one sitting. I mean, that's, I couldn't get up. I couldn't stop watching. I couldn't. I, and I was like, oh, by the time I was like, oh no, how long have I been sitting here? I only had five minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's only six episodes. So, but um, that's how I watch TV. So that's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, next time you have a binge, it's just, it goes down real smooth. It's real, it's very charming. That's my favorite kind of show. Yeah. Um, I, I binged all of um, Shrill season three in one day. Uh, and I'm sad it's over. I'm I wish, so sad it's I over. I really wish they'd gone to season four, and it seems really unfair that they didn't. Yeah, um, it ends really abruptly. It does. And it felt like, I thought the last season was great. And in a way, I was like, like, I thought that they knew that they were ending when I watched it. And so there was a part of me that was like, Oh, that's an interesting choice for how yeah. to end the show. I mean, like, it was interesting. Because, you know, it ends with like sort of the precipice of your life changing. And it's like, oh, yeah, you don't know. You don't get to always just like wrap things up. It's just like an, a new messy chapter is starting. Yeah, lots but, of loose ends. Um, but but they, they introduce a new love interest this season that we both found very hot. He's so hot. He's played by Cameron Britton. Um, I couldn't. Yeah, it was just like I could watch this forever. Yeah, he's kind of got young John Goodman vibes. He's uh, just very so, tall. We like just him. A tall, big boy. He's a, and I really a large him man. A <laughs> <laughs> we love a large man, um, and he's really charming on the show. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I this is a very like lots of horny recommendations happening right now. Yeah. Because Starstruck is a pretty horny show. Oh, I love a horny show. There's just yeah. a, like there's been a dearth of horniness in in media for a while. I'm sorry, I don't find Marvel movies horny. <laughs> They're not. They're not at all. I feel like the horniness of a Marvel movie is just like, yeah, do you want to just get like jackhammered? That's like the only. I know. That's the only like. We'll go real fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. And I'm done. <laughs> Which has a time and a place. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> 
Rob Rob is going to excuse himself <laughs> to go jerk off. No. <laughs> He's done. Um. <laughs> That's enough for me. <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway, that's my endorse horse. Do you have an endorse horse? Uh, Trill. Yeah, Shell's good. God, I've been watching a lot of TV. Hacks, love Hacks. Hacks is great. I, I the season finale really it was great. Yeah, and the one right before the season finale was also like as a comedian, real wish fulfillment. Yeah, that was like a really like just like a thrilling episode to watch for me. Yeah, personally, uh, like I've heard this criticism of the show that like they're like I don't feel like the young writer character is like funny enough to prove that she's like good at her job. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I feel like they purposefully left out like the work that she does because it's sort of inconsequential to the plot. But I also, one thing that I realized I, that it didn't bother me at all was because like, as someone who has been that person as like, you know, a staff writer on shows or like touring as an opener for like headliners is that like, a lot of times the work that you're doing, like the thing that makes you valuable as like a writer or support staff is just like being a person that they like bouncing their material yes. off of. Yeah. Like you don't have to be the most brilliant, prolific writer in the world to be like a true value to someone like that. And so there was, I was like, oh, it totally doesn't matter. Like she shouldn't be as funny as. Yeah. Jean Smart's character. No. She shouldn't be like as like offering as much. She shouldn't be solving the problem. She's just there to be the person that like witnesses and forces you to think about what you're doing. Yeah. And then she holds her own. Like when they go back and forth, like fighting, she always yeah. like slaps back. Um, in yeah. A really she's funny way. enough for me to be like, oh, this is totally believable. This is exactly as funny as this person should be. Yeah. But um, I yeah, I think the the casting is really good. Um, yeah. Jean Smart's incredible. Caitlin Olson's really great on it, too. Yes, she is. I think she's so great. She's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, lots of great TV right now, guys. Yeah. There's just so much right now. Watch it all. Watch all of it. <laughs> Keep us in business. <laughs> Please. Um, all right, should we do Chunch Chat? Yes. Okay, we will be right back with Chunch Chat, our regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony, Ben Chunch. We know everything. Baby, Genius. Baby Geniuses is brought to you by Native. Are you seeing people again? Did you know <laughs> that sometimes you stink? <laughs> Are you a little self-conscious about that? You, you should be. No, do you <laughs> remember that it's nice to not stink when you go and hug people again for the first time in a year? <laughs> well, Native has your back. Native cares about the products you put on your body. They're about stopping the stink the right way. You probably already know about Native's legendary aluminum-free deodorant, but have you tried their body wash, toothpaste, or their brand new mineral-based sunscreen. Oh, they sent us some of their body wash that's rosé-scented. I and it's love it. so good. It's I love nice. it. It's my new favorite. Me too. I have really sensitive skin, and it hasn't made me break out or anything. Same, yeah. My skin will turn, like, bright pink if I use something that is even a little bit poisonous. Yeah. <laughs> and that has not happened with my native body wash. You can even build your own personalized product bundles. Mix and match three of your favorite scents and keep them on rotation so you have something for every occasion. You can also... Give them as a gift to the people you live with so that they smell the way you want Ooh, them to smell. Hello. How I, do you like that as a nice passive aggressive gift I idea? Put, I put on some of my native deodorant this morning and Adam was like, Ooh, you smell nice. You put on a scent. And I'm oh. like, Hell yeah, I'm really dirty. He can't even tell. <laughs> I covered it up. Incog stinko. <laughs> <laughs> stay fresh, stay clean with Native by going to nativedeo.com slash geniuses or use promo code geniuses at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash geniuses or use promo code geniuses at checkout for 20% off your first order. And you should Google how to spell geniuses before you put that in in case you're unsure because it's a tricky word. I don't know. <laughs> Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely, and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. 
That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about this. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. Okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch. Fine wine, full moon, and we're chatting about chunch and chunch. For this uh, segment segment of Chunch Chat, this installation, this episode of Chunch Chat. This, this installment. This installment. God, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to read a listener email. Um they said, I was really excited by the discussion of Martha's pronunciation of Bain Chunch on Clipped this last week. Uh, I went, we talked about that last oh, time. Yeah. She was on that show. Um, I went to college for linguistics and I work in related research now. I couldn't help myself. I had to measure Martha's vowels and conclusively answer the question. Is she saying Ben Chunch or Ban Chunch? So I did. Uh, I won't read the whole email, but basically all vowels sound different from each other because the shape of the mouth is different for each vowel. The acoustics of the mouth create different sets of frequencies for each vowel, which can be used to identify the vowel. And those are called formants. So uh, she looked at Martha's pronunciation of Benchunch in software that let her measure those formants. And um, she calls this like kind of bad science. Um, but in the end, she concludes that Martha said Banchunch. Wow. Yes. So I'm going to stick. I don't care if it's bad science. We're going to go with that. Are we ending the segment forever? (laughs) (laughs) We have our answer. Uh, I don't know. I still find it mysterious. (laughs) And I just I think there's going to be more. Um, And oh, yeah, she said, I'm also a big fan of Chopped. And she's been a specter haunting that show for a while now. It feels like it's a contractual obligation shared by her and the Food Network that one of them wants out of deeply, but you can't tell which one. (laughs) I just love this uh, speculation. It could go either way, in my opinion. She doesn't seem to enjoy branching out into new weird foods and often can't pronounce ingredient names. They keep trying to brand her as some type of badass, but her attempts at tough love and strict judging often come off as just random and mean. (laughs) That's so funny. I love that. I also love, I mean, I don't know if this is what's happening with her on it, but like, I love any, um, anytime when you can tell watching a TV show that, um, one of the people really doesn't want to be there. Yeah. (laughs) There's like, uh, some, some aspect of like, oh, you are, uh, wearing handcuffs right now. (laughs) Like, not like in a reality TV show, they're being exploited thing, but like when a really rich person has agreed to something and it has not panned out to be what they thought it was going to be. Yeah. And they're just bored and want to leave. Uh-huh. Like they want to walk off set. Yeah. And you can feel that energy coming <laughs> off them. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and like they, they haven't like <laughs> done their hair and makeup. Like, you yeah. know, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was an episode of Nailed It with Jay Chandrasekhar and like. Who's that? He's from like Super Troopers and um, he um, halfway through the episode got like a text that he like needed to go pick up his kids because his babysitter canceled (laughs) and then he just left the show and they just didn't have enough footage to like cut around that happening. Oh my God. I mean, I'm like, I'm not gossiping. You can watch the episode and they show it happening and they just leave in the explanation for why he left. He was guest judging on Nailed It. God uh, it's it. one of the funniest things. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, anyway, does that conclude Chunch Chat? Yes. That concludes Chunch Chat. We will be right back with One on Fun. Baby Geniuses is brought to you by Dipsy. Everyone needs an escape, but those can be hard to come by right now for some people. Enter Dipsy. Let yourself get lost in a world where good things happen and where your pleasure is the only priority. Ooh, baby, this is a nice break to give yourself from reality. Oh, yeah. Just sink into a steamy story. (laughs) Yes. Let your brain go to the good place. (laughs) (laughs) Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each Dipsy audio story features characters that feel like real people in immersive scenarios so you feel like you're right there. Yeah, and sometimes there's just enough detail that you can just picture whoever the hot guy is from the TV show you were just watching. Yes, that's what I like to do. (laughs) And if you need to wind down, Dipsy also has wellness sessions, sensual bedtime stories, and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. 
It's like meditating, but less boring and more horny. (laughs) Yeah, which is what happens when I try to meditate anyway. (laughs) (laughs) For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash geniuses. That's 30 days of full access for free so you can really see everything that they have when you go to dipsystories.com slash geniuses. Dipsystories.com slash geniuses. One on fun. Oh, fuck. I'm really unprepared this time. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike every other time when we have meticulously prepared and thought a lot about what questions we are going to ask, we are winging it this time for one on fun. Yeah. Lisa, Uh if you had to take one color out of your artistic work, like you could never use it again, what would it be? Oh, shit. (sighs) Maybe purple? Interesting. But I might be saying that because a friend recently talked about how much she hates purple and it might have influenced me to think like, is purple bad? Can I say something about the color purple. You can. I don't like the color purple most of the time. I don't like to I, wear it. I like it for flowers. I don't like to wear it. And I don't like it in objects. But rewatching Friends, and I'm not hearing people talk about this. Maybe I've talked about this on the show before. Maybe not. Sometime around season two or season three, they started doing something where once an episode, one of the friends wears lavender that matches the wall in Monica and Rachel's apartment. <laughs> What it a, happens once every episode. Choice. I've never seen anyone else talk about this, but once you start seeing it, you will not unsee it. There's one, I forget what episode it is that's like the threshold of when it starts, but after that, it is literally every single episode. And you can watch it and you'll be like, they're the purple. He's the, you're no, ruining t- friends. Today, today, Chandler is the purple. Oh my God. Did you see that TikTok where someone talks about Jennifer Aniston's like sort of tick that she starts lines with? Um, how did she start? I don't even remember what it was. It was something like, okay, uh, like, no, what was it? It it was something that was like, this is going to ruin friends for you. And, and they were like, she does this every time, but she doesn't. I think it's like, it's like an acting choice that, that I appreciate. Yeah. Certain actors do that. And it's one of those things that you notice once you start writing TV where you're like, oh, they can't do the line without doing this ahead of it. Yeah. There was one actor on a show I was working on where she would start every line with like, okay, okay, okay. Crazy. I love like, that. We have to find a way to cut around this. <laughs> That's so funny. This I, they were saying like this will ruin it. And like, no, I think this yeah. is an acting choice and I like it. But um <laughs> the purple thing I'd never <laughs> noticed before. And now you will. I think I do like lavender. I think it's like a fuchsia is actually my least like a magenta. That's gonna be my least favorite, which is more of a red than a purple. But yeah, I never wear it. That's is that what you would take out of your art? Or would purple be the one? I think it's gonna be it's going to be magenta. Okay. Which I just realized my nails are kind of magenta. but And you're also wearing purple and you're wearing all the colors you were talking I am about. I'm wearing almost. purple. See, I like lavender. Yeah. That's a lavender. Okay. Magenta it is. Take it out. You're not wearing enough to be the purple on Friends, but. <laughs> now I have to rewatch Friends for the 18th time. <laughs> Sorry for all the Friends talk today. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Um, fuck, I just, I keep thinking of questions I'm sure I've already asked you. Yeah. Like, um, if you had to be in the Olympics, which would you, what part, which Olympic sport would you I do? I keep forgetting Haven't that I we're asked, doing the Olympics right now. I feel now. like I've asked you that before, but I don't remember what your answer was. I don't know if you have, but you probably did. Maybe Maybe not. my answer is different, so yeah. it's okay. Um, I don't know. When like, are the Olympics coming? I think I maybe said the luge because you just lie back. <laughs> And you're just going down a slide. (laughs) I love that. That's a great answer. Thanks. What would yours be? I mean, I'd love to be one of those like big shot put kind of what's that one where they have to swing around with the disc? Oh, yeah. I think that might be like shot put or like or the discus or the discus. It's like so Greek. Yeah. It's like so ancient. I mean, javelin feels like the most sort of. Yeah. But also that one where you have the big pole and then you jump over the oh, thing. Oh, yeah, pole vaulting. Pole vaulting that also seems, seems fun. Seems very ancient. Yeah. 
God, you have to have such crazy abs for that, though, I bet. Yeah. Which one do I want to be good at? That's a question. Yeah, I mean, it's a different question to ask which one would I want to be good at without having done the work. Yeah. Like, if we're in a world where that, like, um, clickbait ad that's, like, legal steroid turning men into beasts without exercise, if we're in that kind of world. We're in that world now. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, which one would you want to be, like, the best in the world at? Oh, wow. Um, Would you be the Michael Phelps of... I mean, swimming would be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah, what swimming would be skill. a pretty cool one. Um, but uh, <laughs> Rob says basketball. <laughs> <laughs> is basketball an Olympic sport? It, sure is. it is, yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah, I didn't know it's that. Summer Olympics, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, I always find it weird, like, what's Olympic sport and what isn't? Because I feel like there's... Yeah. I did a lot of research into, like, the martial arts in the Olympics for Barry because... We had a character who was like an Olympic medalist in like Taekwondo. And I was like, Taekwondo wasn't in the Olympics until the year 2000. So we have to be careful about <laughs> I did like a deep dive into like they did a bunch of like demos of it at the Olympics, but that weren't officially part of the Olympics for a while. Anyway, wow. probably not Taibo or Taekwondo or whatever I said. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, probably swimming or running or one of the ones that feels like I would use it otherwise. Yeah, oh, running. That'd be so cool to be able to run so fast, so yeah. much faster than anyone else. Yeah. Just whip that out. I don't know when I would use it. Just all the time. Yeah. Anytime you're gathered anywhere. You know what? Actually, I think weightlifting. Mm. That, is, that a, <laughs> is that an Olympic sport? Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be the thing that I would want to be. God, that'd be awesome. You just like lift a car. Yeah. I just lift whatever I needed to lift all the time. You'd be asked to do so many favors for people. Yeah, and I'd be like, I can't. I'm training for the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> you throw a tire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, that'd be cool to be so good at something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're two women at the top of our fields. Yeah. Or the near middle. But we're good at... <laughs> <laughs> we're- <laughs> <laughs> Up, upper middle class of writing and we haven't peaked yet but we're getting close <laughs> god i hope not i hope the peak is up ahead uh, how sad to have already peaked <laughs> hey if anyone listening has peaked already i think it's fine <laughs> um enjoy enjoy the rest of your life um (laughs) (laughs) oh dear get out of here all right that concludes one on fun we'll be right back with wiki of the week welcome to wiki of the week this week's wikipedia page was sent to us by kirsten mcnally thank Thank you. you Thank you, Kirsten. Um, it is the Wikipedia page for unusual eBay listings. Have you ever sold anything on eBay? Yes. <laughs> the last time I did was like 12 years ago, and I was selling off some of my like horse toy collection to like save money to like move to New York. And I sold like this whole box of like 300 My Little Ponies, <gasps> and then the winner backed out. Oh, no. So eBay has owed me like $10 for the listing fee because they refunded me, obviously, um, for like they email me once a month to remind me that they owe me $10. I'm like that. It's like credited to my account. I'm like, can you just pay me the money? Because I'm never going to list another thing on eBay, probably. Well, but can you buy something with that credit? No. What the heck? It's like only if I list another thing. Oh, it's not annoying. You should sell something. I guess so. I like Mercari better. But anyways. Oh, I think back in the day when I used to make T-shirts, I would sell them on eBay. Mm. Um, and I can never change my eBay profile name now. No. It's still named after my T-shirt store <laughs> <laughs> from when I was in college. <laughs> um, so I want to anyway. ask what it is, but maybe you don't want to reveal it's, on the pod. Yeah. I mean, I don't want people to do um, identity theft on me. Yeah, don't. Um, okay. Many unusual items have been listed for sale on the auction website eBay. No kidding. Some sold while other auctions were stopped on stopped by eBay because the listing breached their policies. First, there's buildings and land. That's crazy. That's yeah. wild to sell on eBay. Um, Bridgeville, California, population 25, was the first town to be sold on eBay in 2002 and has been up for sale three times since. I wish they listed how much they went for on this page. Yeah, some of them do. Yeah, um, I think... Uh, 
on the article for Bridgetown, it says the owner, businessman Bruce Krall, is hoping for a minimum bid of $1.75 million. So little which for is, a whole town. For a whole town, pretty small. I don't know what it means to own a town, though. Mm-mm. In January 2003, Thatch K, the last privately held and undeveloped U.S. Virgin Island, was listed for auction by Idealite International. The minimum bid was U.S. $3 million, and the sale closed January 16th, 2003. $3 million for an island seems fair. Yeah. Um, the city of Carlotta, California, was up for auction on eBay in 2003. No, The Indiana info. Firebirds Arena football team was auctioned off first in a regular auction that failed to reach the reserve price, and again as a buy-it-now item for $3.9 million. Did anyone buy it, though? Um, I need more conclusions on this. I think it says it was auctioned off, yeah. Oh, good. Um, In late November 2005, the original Hollywood sign was sold on eBay for $450,000. Whoa. So was it like the old letters that they had taken down and then... I guess so. What? Who bought it and why? Yeah. What did they do with it? I tried following the source link and the info is not available. So those should be in a museum. (laughs) Indiana Jones over here. Yeah. (laughs) In May 2006, a man from Brisbane, Australia, attempted to sell New Zealand at a starting price of one cent. The price had risen to $3,000 before eBay closed the auction. In May 2006, the remains of U.S. Fort Montgomery, a stone fortification in upstate New York built in 1844, were put up for auction. The first auction ended in 2006 with a winning bid of $5 million. Whoa. However, the sale was not completed and the fort and lands surrounding it remained for sale and have been relisted on the site several times since. Whoa. Yeah, nobody wants that. Yeah. (laughs) In October 2008, amidst the 2008-11 Icelandic financial crisis, one seller put up Iceland for sale. Oops. The auction started with a bid of 99 pence and reached 10 million pounds. However, singer Bjork was, quote, not included in the sale. (laughs) The note is read, located in the Mid-Atlantic Ridge in the North Atlantic Ocean, Iceland will provide the winning bidder with a habitable environment, Icelandic horses, and admittedly a somewhat sketchy financial situation. Bidder's questions included, do you offer volcano slash earthquake insurance? So was this a joke? I think it was. That's nuts. I mean, so it was listed for 17 U.S. million. I mean, that's just not enough for Iceland. That's how much the bidding got up to. Right. Just the opening bid was one one cent, basically. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's not enough for Iceland. It's worth way more than that. Yeah. I've never been there, but I mean, just based on images. Yeah. And the horses, too. I don't think you, I don't think that person was authorized to sell it. God, I hope not. Um, vehicles. In June 2002, Disney sold the front section of a retired monorail red Mark, uh, is that five? Four. Four. (laughs) I don't know Roman numerals ever. (laughs) Mark four monorail for $20,000. In June 2005, the wife of Tim Shaw, a British radio DJ on Kerrang! (laughs) 105.2, sold Tim's Lotus Esprit sports car with a buy it now price of 50 pence after she heard him flirting with model Jody Marsh on air. (laughs) The car was sold within five minutes, and it was requested that the buyer pick it up the same day. Wow, that's quite a move to make just for flirting. (laughs) I love that. In May 2005, a Volkswagen Golf that had previously been registered to Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger before he was elected Benedict, oh God, I don't know what this Roman numeral is. The 16th. Um, 16th. Very good, Emily. Uh, On April 19th, 2005, was sold on eBay's German site for, let's see, in U.S. dollars, that's 277,000. The winning bid was made by the GoldenPalace.com online casino, known for their outrageous eBay purchases. Yeah, they come up a lot more in this page. (laughs) (laughs) This casino is going nuts on eBay. It's really funny. (laughs) Buying the Pope's Volkswagen. (laughs) I like that it's just a Volkswagen Golf, though. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a nice little car, but it's not fancy. Uh, In November 2017, a 1996 Honda Accord with 141,000 miles was listed on eBay for $499 by producer Max Landman on behalf of his girlfriend. Landman made a video to help sell the car, which went viral, helping the bids rise up to $150,000 before eBay accidentally removed the listing. It was once again relisted and removed by accident. CarMax offered to purchase the car for $20,000, which Landman's girlfriend accepted. I want to know why the video was so viral. That was not removed by accident twice in a row. Yeah. There is something going on there. Yeah, I, I, 
this is fishy to me. Also, it's probably for the best. You don't want to spend that much on a 1996 Honda yeah. Accord. Like, come on. Get real, people. Yeah. Once again, I will plug Cars and Bids, my favorite car auction <laughs> site that I check every day for some reason. Um, <laughs> to see if there's a cheap enough pajero for you to justify buying it. God, I have to be so cheap to buy something so stupid. Um, I don't care about the military vehicles. We can skip, skip this section. Them, please. Yeah. It kind of bums me out to think about new species. Ooh, What? In September 2006, a listing for a sea urchin turned out to be a new species later given the name Colopleurus exquisitus. <laughs> That's my name. <laughs> Emily exquisitus. Yes. Why, why are they selling sea urchins on eBay? Yeah. It like it was not alive, I assume. I think it was alive. What the fuck? Um, in August, it was a shipping like for something like that. I'm confused. Um, I mean, I think there's ways to ship like sea life to that's alive. Ship a fish. Like aquariums have to do transports. That's true. <laughs> right? Yeah. I just feel like if you're selling like sea life, you should know that the buyer has a way to keep it alive, right? Like I don't think you need to worry about this, Lisa. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm sure they figured it out. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting stuck on this. <laughs> Let's move on. In August 2008, Dr. Richard Harrington, vice president of the UK Royal Entomological Society, announced that a fossilized aphid he bought for 20 pounds, that's $27 US, uh, from a seller in Lithuania was a previously unknown species. It has been named Mindaris Harringtoni after Dr. Harrington. He had wanted to name it Mindaris Ibei. <laughs> but this name was disallowed as being too flippant. Um, <laughs> the 45 million year old aphid preserved in a piece of Baltic amber is now housed in the Natural History Museum in London. Wow. Baltic amber sounds like something Martha Stewart would like have in a dish. Yeah. <laughs> this is Baltic amber. Or just like the name of a paint color. Yeah. Or the name of a peacock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Food and drink. In 2000, toast that was half eaten by Justin Timberlake was sold to a 19-year-old fan for $1,025. Oh, gross. It was put up for auction by radio station Z100's DJ. Wait, by what? Radio station Z100's DJ. Oh, okay. By radio station Z100's <laughs> DJ. After Timberlake had left behind the toast on March 9th when he finished an interview at the station studio. That's a good way to ensure he'll never come back for another yeah. interview, you <laughs> fucking creeps. <laughs> Way to make a thousand dollars. God. Um, in December 2004, water that was said to have been left in a cup Elvis Presley once drank from was sold for $455. The few tablespoons came from a plastic cup Presley sipped at a concert in North Carolina in 1977. Wow. Coventry University student Bill Bennett sold a single cornflake. For uh, one pound, 20 pence, U.S., $1.63. Okay. <laughs> All right. Why? Why? What? That's fun. Just to see if he could. Yeah, he did. An Australian newspaper reported in December 2004 that a single piece of the Kellogg's breakfast cereal Nutrigrain sold on eBay for $1,035 because it happened to bear a slight resemblance to the character E.T. from the Steven Spielberg movie. <laughs> That is so nerdy. <laughs> Apparently, the seller went on to make even more money in relation to the sale for his appearance on a nationally televised current affairs program. Wow. Yeah, work it. Yeah. In 2004, a partially eaten 10-year-old grilled cheese sandwich said to bear the image of the Virgin Mary sold on eBay for $28,000. I think we all heard about this, and it became like the most famous, you know, oh yeah, Virgin Mary and a grilled cheese thing. Oh, my. Um, (laughs) In December 2005, a Brussels sprout cooked on Christmas Day was listed by Crazy Paving Preacher. That's their eBay username. Yeah. Andrew Henderson of Darlington, England. It sold for 99 pounds and 50 pence. That's 134.85 U.S. dollars on January 4th, 2006. The sprout had been frozen and was sent by first class post in insulated packaging to the buyer. 5077 Phil. (laughs) The listing was reported in the Daily Star, making the front page. It was followed by a series of copycat listings of various vegetables. <laughs> Proceeds of the sale were donated to Tear Fund, a major Christian relief and development agency working in the developing world. Wow. Wow. In January 2006, a British man, Lee Knight, sold an unwanted Brussels sprout leftover from his Christmas dinner for 
1,550 pounds. Why? 20, so 2,100 pounds, 2,100 dollars in aid of cancer research. I mean, I guess if it was for charity. Yeah, but it's just like a month after the other Brussels sprout was sold. How similar is shipping a Brussels sprout to shipping a, a sea creature? Yeah. <laughs> uh, people. In 2001, the artists Mendy and Keith Obadike sold Keith's blackness on eBay under the Black Americana category as part of an art project, Blackness for Sale. Mm. The piece was seen as a comment on the commodification of racial identity and as a reference to slave auctions. The auction was eventually shut down. That's some good art, though. Uh, Yeah, I think that's really interesting. In April 2005, American entrepreneur Matt Rouse sold the right to choose a new middle name for him. After receiving an $8,000 buy it now bid, the Utah courts refused to allow the name change. He currently still has his original middle name, Gene. That's fucked up. Yeah, why didn't they They should let him do that. Yeah, if he wants to change it. God, Utah fucking sucks. Uh, in 2005, in June 2005, 30-year-old Utah mother Carrie Smith auctioned off her forehead to raise money to give her son a good education. The bidding reached $999.99 before GoldenPalace.com, a company well-known for outrageous eBay purchases, paid the $10,000 buy-it-now price. So how did they receive her forehead? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I think she got a tattoo of Golden Palace on her forehead. Ooh. My goodness. It's too low. Rob says he's going to sell our pop filters on eBay (laughs) after this. Um, In January 2006, a group of four men from Australia auctioned themselves to spend the weekend with the promise of beers, snacks, good conversation, and a hell of a lot of laughs for $1,300. Wow. (laughs) That's cute. In February 2007, after Britney Spears shaved all of her hair off in a Los Angeles salon, it was listed on eBay for $1 million before the listing was taken down. Why was it taken down? I think because they probably were doing that without her consent. Probably. I didn't know that she did it in a salon. Yeah, I think maybe she asked them to do it and they wouldn't do it. So she was like, give me the clippers and I'll do it myself. Cool. Yeah. In May 2008, Paul Osborne of the United Kingdom listed his wife Sharon for sale (laughs) on eBay, alleging that she had an affair with a coworker. (laughs) It reminds me of the... um, were you ever into like the Olsen? You were probably a little bit too old to be into like the Olsen twins when you were a kid. Yeah. Uh, I was about the right age. <laughs> and they had I a song called They had a song you. called Brother for Sale on one of their like sleepover videotapes. Anyway. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. In June 2008, Ian Usher put up his quote entire life on auction. The auction included his house in Perth, belongings, introduction to his friends, and a trial at his job. When bidding closed, his life sold for $384,000. And then what happened to him? I don't know. We should check up on this. Like, this sounds suicidal to me, but (laughs) I'm worried about Ian Usher. Yeah. Is he still alive? Let's check. He's an English traveler, author, and public speaker. Oh, he did it following divorce. I mean, yeah. Oh, wow. I knew that would happen. Um, in August 2009, a mother of six from South Arkansas auctioned off the legal rights to name her unborn child. Great. What did they name it? I don't know. In February 2011, a lock of Canadian singer Justin Bieber's hair was put up for auction on eBay by talk show host Ellen DeGeneres, who Bieber had gifted it to after cutting his hair. What? It's all very weird. Yeah. <laughs> it sold for $40,000, $40,668 in March 2011, with the proceeds going to animal rescue organization The Gentle Barn. The winning bid was made by online casino GoldenPalace.com. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem like very much to me. Yeah. Also, how do they, do they just have like money set aside for this shit? I mean, it's and a the, casino. That... They're pulling in lots of money. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> in February 24th, 2016, Egyptian president Abdel Fattah el-Sisi was put up for auction on eBay after he'd said he would sell himself if that were possible in order to raise funds for Egypt. The posting was later removed. By eBay. <laughs> um, Other. Yeah. There's a lot of. In January 2008, four golf balls were auctioned on eBay after being surgically removed from the carpet python that had inadvertently swallowed them whilst raiding eggs in a chicken enclosure. What? The story attracted <laughs> considerable international attention and the balls were eventually sold for more than 1400 Australian dollars. The python recovered and was released. So a carpet python. <laughs> when you first read that, I thought that was a name for a kind of vacuum cleaner. <laughs> 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 I 
just want to buy a carpet yeah, python. Yeah, I bet that would work really well. A Dyson carpet python. But no, that is a real type of snake. Yeah. Um... In November 2008, a Swedish man put a digitally hand-drawn picture of a seven-legged spider onto eBay. The picture stemmed from an article on the site 27b-6.com, wherein David Thorne claims to have attempted to pay a chiropractor's bill with a picture of a seven-legged spider, which he valued at $233. On eBay, the bidding price started at that same price, with the bidding ended at a sale price of $10,000. Whoa. Both the email exchange and the picture have become internet hits. (laughs) Have they? I don't remember this. I do remember this. Wow. Uh, I'm just skipping around here a little bit. Yeah. In December 2009, a woman auctioned the copyright for a never-before-seen four-minute-home movie of Marilyn Monroe smoking a joint. Whoa. I want to see. I want to see. I feel like they're always discovering new Marilyn Monroe footage, just constantly. Yeah. I think also people are always like, look at this never before seen a picture of Marilyn Monroe. And it's just a different actress. But people just don't know enough blonde act- actresses <laughs> from that era. They just think they're all pictures of Marilyn Monroe. That's Charlize Theron. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> on November 2011, a 25-year-old Londoner named Amy Robinson placed her plus one invitation to her brother's wedding on eBay <laughs> to, to raise funds for her climb of Mount Kilimanjaro. In January 2012, in aid of the charity Diabetes UK. Was her brother pissed, though? That seems rude. Yeah. I mean, I wonder who ended up going. I know. I really want follow-ups on all of these. I know. Who would pay money to go to a wedding where they don't know anybody? Yeah. Um, In... November 2013, an anonymous Russian person placed an offer to send cremated remains into Earth orbit to the International Space Station. His close relative at the Baikonur Cosmodrome will pack an urn containing the ashes of a loved one with personal belongings of one of the Russian cosmonauts and send it within the Progress spacecraft, the ISS. Next, through a waste getaway, the urn will be released into space in Earth's orbit. Why is this written in fucking present tense? I wonder what (laughs) happened. (laughs) In March 2014, UK eBay user Wacky Chop auctioned a set of six twigs found in the exclusive area of De Beauvoir Beauvoir, in the London borough of Hackney, East London. This went on to become a national news story, and the twigs sold for 62 pounds. The winning bidder refused to pay, however, believing that he had taken part in a joke and that the payment was therefore unnecessary. Huh. You bought the joke. You bought the joke. You pay for it. The last one is just like someone selling a, a GIF, and it's just like, well, that's just NFTs now. Yeah. Ugh, I hate NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to go away. Uh, anyway, if any of you have any follow-up information, I'd love to hear it on any of these. How did it turn out? Yeah. Am I going to research it? No, I'm not. Uh, nope. I'm going to forget about this five minutes from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot about the fact that we started this podcast because I was like, I want to force myself to learn new information that I find interesting, and I just retain nothing that we ever talk about. Nothing. Nothing. I refuse to learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My brain is finished. It's a, a complete and perfect end result. It's fully baked. In fact, it's a little overcooked. <laughs> <laughs> Incense and peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> Peter always gets so mad at me because I always sing that every time I like take an edible. That song is so uncool. <laughs> it's the least cool thing in the world. <laughs> that concludes Wiki of the Week. It's time now for What Did I Learn? <laughs> what did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? Um, <laughs> What did I learn? Oh, God, that you're annoying Peter singing that song. <laughs> I didn't know you'd continue to do that. Oh, always. <laughs> Thought that was a one-off. <laughs> always. Um, and I learned that um, goldenpalace.com is an online casino known for its outrageous eBay auctions. I like that because, like... Looking at weird stuff on eBay is definitely something like a lot of individuals do. It's yeah. just like when they're bored and need to fill a void. So the thought of like a whole casino doing that <laughs> is just, I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's like. It's the, just someone whose job is just that. Yeah. It's like the owner or something. Um, do we have any um, 
I'm being facetious. I know we have a shitload of funny business names that we, people have been sending us. We might need to put a cap on this because there are just so many. We have so many. I can't possibly read them all, but they're also good. It's hard to skip them. Um, yeah. All right. I'll do some. There's a salad restaurant called When Eddie Met Salad. <laughs> allegedly it was a play on when Harry met Sally, but the owner thought it was inappropriate to have the word Harry in the name of a restaurant. It's just, uh, this next one, this next one really sticks in my head. I've been thinking about it all week. Tarita's wet burrito. <laughs> Not more to say about that. Uh, daddy mom is a daycare. That's yeah. I think two different people said does that. Yeah. Yeah. There's an Egyptian restaurant called Toot and Come In. <laughs> That's cute. Also known as Fart Outside. <laughs> There's a pet grooming place called Scissor Me Whiskers 2. <laughs> Two is in like also. Rob is objecting. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's like in the strongest I'm, possible terms. I'm done. I want to be deceased. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like you're going to scissor with someone's cat. <laughs> Uh, the grill from Ipanema. Oh, bongs and thongs. What's that a store for? I don't know. Probably bongs and thongs. Um, there's an antiques shop called La Bottle Me. La Bottle Me. <laughs> like La Bottle Yeah. You uh, see that, and you just know that's an antique store. You know, there's a towing place called Camel Towing. Oh, people should not be allowed to open businesses like that. They shouldn't. In Vancouver, there are two store names that have haunted me since I moved to the city 10 years ago. Uh, there's a catering company called Scent of a Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's an athletic clothing store called One Tooth. <laughs> Why? What? I don't know. One Tooth. What? <laughs> Uh, a luxury urn company called Remains to be Seen. <laughs> wow. Oh, God, I, <laughs> I, hate, I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah. There's a sadly closed hairdresser in North Jersey that was called Best Little Hair House in Westwood. <laughs> you shouldn't call it that. Don't do that. There's a there's a cycling, a bike, like a cycling, like a spin cycle place um, in D.C. called Red, White, and Bike. <laughs> Red, Bike, and Blue. Yeah. 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 Red, bike and blue. Yeah. What ride they fuck Yeah, up. ride white and blue. Yeah, that's good. Ride bike and blue. <laughs> there's a just so many other better there's options. So many. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It's called election cycle. And then red red white oh. and bike is written under election cycle. Oh, election cycle, red white and bike. And yeah, it's in okay. DC. I just hate all of it. All of it needs to go away. Yeah. yeah. Just fix it. It's bad. Um <laughs> Someone else. There's a catering company called Sophie's Choice Designs. No, uh, they must have no idea they're referencing a book and movie about Nazis. The phrase Sophie's Choice now refers to a decision where there is no good outcome unless Sophie gets to choose between two terrible food items for your next event. <laughs> I love that. The uh, <laughs> there's an ice cream shop near my parents' place called Cone Brothers. I assume it's supposed to be a play on Cohen Brothers, but it seems like a weird reference to make. I don't think it is. <laughs> Yeah, the and it's but it's just like who does that work on? Nobody. To be like, well, I love the movie Fargo, so I really like ones where the person who submitted it is really confused, and I'm like, no, but it's it's clearly. Oh yeah, there was another one where someone was like, I don't get it. Oh, because it was um, it was clothes horse. clothes horse. They were like, it's so hard to say. Why would you name it? And it's like, oh, because you don't un- you didn't know that. Calling someone a clothes horse is like a common saying. Yeah, it's a thing. It means they have a lot of clothes. Um, yeah. it, I do agree clothes horse is really hard to say. Yes. Um, there used to be a store in South Florida called Just Shoe and Me, stylized as such. When we first saw it, nobody in my family could make sense of it. Our first thought was that it must be playing on the phrase Just Shoot Me, and we couldn't imagine what that store could possibly sell. But no, it's clearly just, just you, you, you and, and me. me. Yeah, just shoe and me. Yeah. <laughs> Not just shoot me. <laughs> Uh, there's so many um there's so many and thank you for including um the sort of emotional backstory of why they have driven you mad yeah there's a little pizza paradise if you say it in a very italian accent it's little piece of paradise oh yeah the pizza paradise the pizza names are plentiful pizza is playful 
Yeah. In Santa Cruz, there was a place called Pizza My Heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I used to. It's a chain, yeah. I used to eat there. Um, There's a restaurant in Rochester, New York, which is sadly now closed permanently, called What Crawfish? (laughs) (laughs) Sick. And I think that's all I'll do today, but you yeah, know, maybe more next time. We've got plenty in the hopper. We, Thank you for sending us those. We really appreciate it. Um, that's our show. Please continue to rate us five stars on iTunes and leave a nice it's, review. Does iTunes still exist? I don't know. Or is it Apple Music? I don't what know. Is on it? podcasts, I don't whatever. Know. Just make our lives good. That's my request. <laughs> I'm not going to be more specific than that, and you can interpret that how you will. Be nice to us. Yes. <laughs> uh, thanks to our producer, Rob Para. Thanks to my brother, Nate Heller, for our theme songs. And, and goodbye. goodbye. Yay! We know everything. Baby geniuses. We know everything. Baby We know everything, baby geniuses, we know everything. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And we're the hosts of Around Springfield. Around Springfield is a Simpsons-adjacent podcast where we talk to Simpsons folks about non-Simpsons things. That's right. So in the past, we've gotten to talk to legendary showrunners and writers like Al Jean, Bill Oakley, Josh Weinstein, Dana Gould, Mike Reese, and David X. Cohen. Voice actors like Maurice LaMarche, Maggie Roswell, and Yardley Smith, the voice of Lisa Simpson herself. Hell yeah. (laughs) So we've been away securing guests for our final five episodes. We won't tell you everybody, but we'll let you know that the last episode is kind of a big deal. We got Matt Groening. (gasps) Homer's dad. We got Homer's dad. Check out new episodes of Round Springfield starting June 21st. On Maximum of Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Smell you later. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.